Matthew chapter 1, verses 24 and 25, and Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2, of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. Verse 25. And he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Rigmig. Life returned by the same entrance through which death had entered in. By Adam's disobedience we were ruined. By Joseph's obedience we all begin to be recalled to our former condition. For in these words is commended to us the great virtue of obedience. When it is said, And Joseph, rising from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. Gloss. He not only did what the angel commanded, but as he commanded it. Let each one who is warned of God in like manner break off all delays, rise from sleep, and do that which is commanded him. Pseudo Chrysostom. Took unto him. Not took home to him, for he had not sent her away. He had put her away in thought only, and now took her again in thought. Rigmig. Or took her so far as that the nuptial rites being complete, she was called his wife, but not so far as to lie with her, as it follows, and knew her not. Jerome. Ovidius is at much superfluous trouble to make this word no refer to carnal knowledge rather than to acquaintance, as though any had ever denied that, or as if the follies to which he replies had ever occurred to any person of common understanding. He then goes on to say that the adverb until denotes a fixed time when that should take place, which had not taken place before, so that here from the words he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, it is clear, he says, that after he did not know her, and in proof of this he heaps together many instances from Scripture. To all this we answer that the word until is to be understood in two senses in Scripture, and concerning the expression, knew her not, he has himself shown that it must be referred to carnal knowledge, none doubting that it is often used of acquaintance, as in that the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and his parents knew not of it. In like manner, until often denotes in Scripture, as he has shown, a fixed period, but often also an infinite time, as in that even to your old age I am he. Will God then cease to be when they are grown old? Also the Savior in the Gospel, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Will he then leave his disciples at the end of the world? Again, the Apostle says, I must reign till he has put his enemies under his feet. Be it understood then that that which, if it had not been written, might have been doubted of is expressly declared to us. Other things are left to our own understanding. So here the evangelist informs us in that wherein there might have been room for error that she was not known by her husband until the birth of her son that we might hence infer that much less was she known afterwards. Pseudo Chrysostom. As one might say, he told it not so long as he lived. Would this imply that he told it after his death? impossible. So it were credible that Joseph might have known her before the birth, 
while he was yet ignorant of the great mystery but after that he understood how she had been made a temple of the only begotten of god how could he occupy that the followers of eumonius think as they have dared to assert this that joseph also dared to do it just as the insane think all men equally mad with themselves jerome lastly i would ask why then did joseph abstain at all up to the day of birth you will surely answer because of the angel's words that which is born in her etc he then who gave so much heed to a vision as to not dare to touch his wife would he after he had heard the shepherds seen the magi and known so many miracles dare to approach the temple of the lord the seat of the holy ghost the mother of his lord pseudo chrysostom it may be said that no here signifies simply to understand that whereas before he had not understood how great her dignity after the birth he then knew that she had been made more honorable and worthy than the whole world who had carried in her womb him whom the whole world could not contain gloss otherwise on account of the glorification of the most holy mary she could not be known by joseph until the birth for she who had the lord of glory in her womb how should she be known if the face of moses talking with god was made glorious so that the children of israel could not look thereupon how much more could not mary be known or even looked upon who bare the lord of glory in her womb after the birth she was known of joseph to the beholding of her face but not to be approached carnally jerome from the words her firstborn son some most erroneously suspect that mary had other sons saying that firstborn can only be said of one that has brethren but this is the manner of scripture to call the firstborn not only one who is followed by brethren but the first birth of the mother id for if he only was firstborn who was followed by other brethren then no first birth could be due to the priests till such time as the second birth took place gloss or he is first born among the elect by grace but by nature the only begotten of god the father the only son of mary and called his name jesus on the eighth day on which the circumcision took place and the name was given rigmig it is clear that this name was well known to the holy fathers and the prophets of god but to him above all who spake my soul fainted for thy salvation and my soul hath rejoiced in thy salvation also to him who spake i will give joy in god my saviour chapter two verse one now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem verse two saying where is he that is born king of the jews for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him augustine after the miraculous virgin birth a god man having by divine power proceeded from a virgin womb in the obscure shelter of such a cradle a narrow stall wherein lay infinite majesty in a body more narrow a god was suckled and suffered the wrapping of vile rags amidst all this on a sudden a new star shone in the sky upon the earth and driving away the darkness of the world changed night into day that the day star should not be hidden by the night hence it is that the evangelist says 
Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Rigmig, in the beginning of this passage of the gospel, he puts three, several things. The person, when Jesus was born, the place, in Bethlehem of Judea, in the time, in the days of Herod the king. These three circumstances verify his words. Jerome. We think the evangelist first wrote, as we read in the Hebrew, Judah, not Judea. For in what other country is there a Bethlehem that this needs to be distinguished as in Judea? But Judah is written because there is another Bethlehem in Galilee. Gloss. There are two Bethlehems, one in the tribe of Zebulon, the other in the tribe of Judah, which was before called Ephratah. Augustine. Concerning the place Bethlehem, Matthew and Luke agree. But the cause and the manner of their being there, Luke relates. Matthew omits. Luke again omits the account of the Magi, which Matthew gives. Pseudo-Chrysostom. Let us see to what serves this designation of time. In the days of Herod the king, it shows the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy, wherein he spake that Christ should be born after seventy weeks of years. For from the time of the prophecy to the reign of Herod, the years of seventy weeks were accomplished. Or again, as long as Judea was ruled by Jewish princes, though sinners, so long prophets were sent for its amendment, but now whereas God's law was held under the power of an unrighteous king and the righteousness of God enslaved by the Roman rule, Christ is born. The more desperate sickness required the better physician. Rabanus. Otherwise he mentions the foreign king to show the fulfillments of the prophecy. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Silo come. Ambrose. It is said that some Idumean robbers coming to Ascalon brought with them, among other prisoners, Antipater. He was instructed in the law and the customs of the Jews, and acquired the friendship of Hyrcanus, king of Judea, who sent him as his deputy to Pompeii. He succeeded so well in the object of his mission that he laid claim to a share of the throne. He was put to death, but his son Herod was under Antony, appointed king of Judea, by a decree of the Senate. So it is clear that Herod sought the throne of Judea without any connection or claim of birth. Chrysostom. Herod the king, mentioning his dignity, because there was another Herod who put John to death. Pseudo-Chrysostom. When he was born, behold, wise men, that is, immediately on his birth, showing that a great God existed in a little one of man, Rabenus. The Magi are men who inquire into the nature of things philosophically, but common speech uses Magi for wizards. In their own country, however, they are held in other repute, being the philosophers of the Chaldeans, in whose lore kings and princes of that nation are taught, and by which themselves knew the birth of the Lord. Augustine. What were these magi but the first fruits of the Gentiles? Ishmaelitish shepherds, Gentile magians, one from afar, the other from near, hastened to the one cornerstone. Id. Jesus then was manifested neither to the learned nor the righteous, for ignorance belongs to the shepherds and piety to the adulterous magi. Yet does that cornerstone attract them both to itself, seeing that he came to choose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, 
and not to call the righteous but sinners, that nothing great should exalt himself, none weak should despair. Gloss. These magi were kings, and though their gifts were three, it is not to be hence referred that themselves were only three in number, but in them was prefigured the coming to the faith of the nations sprung from the three sons of Noah. Or the princes were only three, but each brought a large company with him. They came not after a year's end, for he would then have been found in Egypt, not in the manger, but on the thirteenth day. To show whence it came, it is said, from the east, Rigmig. It should be known that opinions vary respecting the Magi. Some say they were Chaldeans, who are known to have worshipped a star as God. Thus their fictitious deity showed them the way to the true God. Others think that they were Persians. Others again that they came from the utmost ends of the earth. Another and more probable opinion is that they were descendants of Balaam, who, having his prophecy, there shall rise a star out of Jacob. As soon as they saw the star, would know that a king was born. Jerome. They knew that such a star would rise by the prophecy of Balaam, whose successors they were. But whether they were Chaldeans or Persians, or came from the utmost ends of the earth, how in so short a space of time they could arrive at Jerusalem. Rigmig. Some used to answer, no, marvel if that boy who was then born could draw them so speedily, though it were from the ends of the earth. Gloss. Or they had dromedaries and Arabian horses, whose great swiftness brought them to Bethlehem in thirteen days. Pseudo-Chrysostom. Or they had set out two years before the Savior's birth, and though they traveled all that time, neither meat nor drink failed in their scripts. Rigmig. Or they were the descendants of Balaam. Their kings are not far distant from the land of promise, and might easily come to Jerusalem in that short time. But why does he write from the east? because surely they came from a country eastward of Judea. But there is also great beauty in this, that they came out of the east, seeing all who come to the Lord come from him and through him. As it is said in Zechariah, Behold the man whose name is the east. Pseudo-Chrysostom Or whence the day springs. Thence came the first fruits of the faith, for faith is the light of the soul. Therefore they came from the east, but to Jerusalem. Rigmig Yet was not the Lord born there. Thus they knew the time, but not the place of his birth. Jerusalem being the royal city, they believed that such a child could not be born in any other. Or it was to fulfill that scripture, The law shall go out of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And there Christ was first preached. Or it was to condemn the backwardness of the Jews. Pseudo-Augustine Many kings of Judea had been born and died before, yet had Magi ever sought out any of them for adoration. No, for they had not been taught that any of these spoke from heaven. To no ordinary king of Judea had these men, aliens from the land of Judea, ever thought such honor due. But they had been taught that this child was one, in worshiping whom they would certainly secure that salvation which is of God. Neither this age was such as attract men's flattery. His limbs not robed in purple, his brow not crowned with a diadem. No pompous train, no awful army, no glorious fame of battles attracted these men to him from the remotest countries with such earnestness of supplication. 
there lay in a manger a boy newly born of infantine size of pitiable poverty and in that small infant lay hid something great which these men the first fruits of the gentiles had learned not of earth but of heaven as it follows we have seen his star in the east they announce the vision and ask they believe and inquire as signifying those who walk by faith and desire sight gregory it should be known that the priscillianists heretics who believe every man to be born under the aspect of some planet cite this text in support of their error the new star which appeared at the lord's birth they consider to have been his fate augustine and according to Fastus, this introduction of the account of the star would lead us rather to call this part of the history the nativity than the gospel gregory but far be it from the hearts of the faithful to call anything fate augustine for by the word fate in common acceptation is met the disposition of the stars at the moment of a person's birth or conception to which some assign a power independent of the will of god these must be kept at a distance from the ears of all who desire to be worshippers of gods of any sort but others think the stars have this virtue committed to them by the great god wherein they greatly wrong the skies in that they impute to their splendent host the decreeing of crimes such as should any earthly person decree their city should in the judgment of mankind deserve to be utterly destroyed sua chrysostom if then any should become an adulterer or homicide through means of the planets how great is the evil and wickedness of those stars or rather of him who made them for as god knows things to come and what evils are to spring from those stars if he would not hinder it he is not good if he would but could not he is weak again if it be of the star that we are either good or bad we have neither merit nor demerit as being involuntary agents and why should i be punished for sin which i have done not wilfully but by necessity the very commands of god against sin and exhortations to righteousness overthrow such folly for where a man has not power to do or where he has not power to forbear who would command him either to do or to forbear gregory nisianus how vain moreover is prayer for those who live by fate divine providence is banished from the world together with piety and man is made the mere instrument of the sidereal motions for these they say move to action not only the bodily members but the thoughts of the mind in a word they who teach this take away all that is in us and the very nature of a contingency which is nothing less than to overturn all things for where will there be free will but that which is in us must be free augustine it cannot be said to be utterly absurd to suppose that sidereal afflatus should influence the state of the body when we see that it is by the approach and departure of the sun that the seasons of the year are varied and that many things as shells and the wonderful tides of the ocean increase or decrease as the moon waxes or wanes but not so to say that the dispositions of the minds are subject to sidereal impulse do they say that the stars rather foreshow than affect these results how then do they explain that in the life of twins in their actions their successes professions honors and all other circumstances of life there will often be so great diversity that men of different countries are often more alike in their lives than twins 
between whose birth there was not only a moment's and between whose conception in the womb there was not a moment's interval and the small interval between their births is not enough to account for the great difference between their fates some give the name fate not only to the constitution of the stars but to all series of causes at the same time subjecting all to the will and power of god this sort of subjugation of human affairs and fate is a confusion of language which should be corrected for fate is strictly the constitution of the stars the will of god we do not call fate unless indeed we will derive the word from speaking as in the psalms god has spoken once twice have i heard the same there is then no need of much contention about what is merely a verbal controversy augustine but if we will not subject the nativity of any man to the influence of stars in order that we may vindicate the freedom of the will from the chain of necessity how much less must we suppose sidereal influences to have ruled at his temporal birth who is eternal creator and lord of the universe the star which the magi saw at christ's birth according to the flesh did not rule his fate but ministered as a testimony to him further this was not of the number of those stars which from the beginning of the creation observed their paths of motion according to the law of their maker but a star that first appeared at the birth ministering to the magi who sought christ by going before them till it brought them to the place where the infant god the word was according to some astrologers such is the connection of human fate with the stars that on the birth of some men stars have been known to leave their courses and go directly to the newborn the fortune indeed of him that is born they suppose to be bound up with the course of the stars not that the course of the stars is changed after the day of any man's birth if then this star were of the number of those that fulfill their courses and the heavens how could it determine what christ should do when it was commanded at his birth only to leave its own course if as is more probable it was first created at his birth christ was not therefore born because it arose but the reverse so that if we must have fate connected with the stars this star did not rule christ's fate but christ the stars chrysostom the object of astrology is not to learn from the stars the fact of one's birth but from the hour of their nativity to forecast the fate of those that are born but these men knew not the time of the nativity to have forecast the future from it but the converse gloss this star i e the star he created for the witness of himself gloss to the shepherds angels and the magians a star points out christ to both speaks the tongue of heaven since the tongue of the prophets was mute the angels dwell in the heavens the stars adorn it to both therefore the heavens declare the glory of god gregory to the jews who use their reason a rational creature i e an angel ought to preach but to the gentiles who knew not to use their reason are brought to the knowledge of the lord not by words but by signs to the one prophecy as to the faithful to the other signs as to the unbelievers one and the same christ is preached when a perfect age by the apostles when by an infant and not yet able to speak is announced by a star to the gentiles for so the order of reason required speaking preachers proclaimed a speaking lord mute signs proclaimed a mute infant 
Leo, Christ himself, the expectation of the nations, that innumerable posterity once promised to the most blessed patriarch Abraham, but to be born not after the flesh, but by the Spirit, therefore likened to the stars for their multitude, that from the Father of all nations not an earthly but a heavenly progeny might be looked for. Thus the heirs of that promised posterity, marked out in the stars, are roused to the faith by the rise of a new star, where the heavens had been at first called in to witness. The aid of heaven is continued. Chrysostom. This was manifestly not one of the common stars of heaven. First, because none of the stars moves in this way, from east to south, and such is the situation of Palestine with respect to Persia. Secondly, from the time of its appearance, not in the night only, but during the day. Thirdly, from its being visible and then again invisible, when they entered Jerusalem it hid itself, and then appeared again when they left Herod. Further, it had no stated motion, but when the Magi were to go on, it went before them. When to stop, it stopped like a pillar of cloud in the desert. Fourthly, it signified the virgin's delivery, not by being fixed aloft, but by descending to the earth, showing herein like an invisible virtue formed into the visible appearance of a star. Rigmig. Some affirm this star to have been the Holy Spirit, he who descended on the baptized Lord as a dove, appearing to the Magi as a star. Others say it was an angel, the same who appeared to the shepherds. Gloss. In the east, it seems doubtful whether this refers to the place of the star or of those that saw it. It might have risen in the east and gone before them to Jerusalem. Augustine. Will you ask from whom had they learned that such an appearance as a star was to signify the birth of Christ? I answer from angels by the warning of some revelation. Do you ask, was it from good or ill angels? Truly even wicked spirits, namely, the demons confessed Christ to be the Son of God. But why should they not have heard it from good angels, since in this their adoration of Christ their salvation was sought, not their wickedness condemned? The angels might say to them, The star which ye have seen is the Christ. Go ye worship him, for he is now born. And see how great is he that is born. Leo, besides that star thus seen, with the bodily eye, a yet brighter ray of truth pierced their hearts. They were enlightened by the illumination of the true faith. Pseudo-Augustine. They might think that a king of Judea was born, since the birth of temporal princes is sometimes attended by a star. These Chaldean magi inspected the stars, not with malevolence, but with the true desire of knowledge, following it may be supposed the tradition from Balaam, so that when they saw this new and singular star, they understood it to be that of which Balaam had prophesied, by marking the birth of a king of Judea, Leo. What they knew and believed might have been sufficient for themselves, that they needed not to seek to see with the bodily eye what they saw so clearly with the spiritual. But their earnestness and perseverance to see the babe was for our profit. It profited us that Thomas, after the Lord's resurrection, touched and felt the marks of his wounds. And so for our prophet, the Magian's eyes looked on the Lord in his cradle. Pseudo-Chrysostom. Were they then ignorant that Herod reigned in Jerusalem, or that it is a capital treason to proclaim another king while one yet lives? But while they thought on the king to come, 
they feared not the king that was while as yet they had not seen christ they were ready to die for him o blessed magi who before the face of a most cruel king and before having beheld christ were made his confessors end of matthew chapter one verses twenty four and twenty five and matthew chapter two verses one and two